Welcome to Cocktails and Roses, the podcast where we're talking all things Bachelor in Paradise. I'm Matt Whitehead. And I'm Talia Pritchard. And I need a lie down after these episodes. <laughs> these episodes made me delete Tinder, like Bumble. I don't want to date ever again. I don't trust anyone anymore. I tried to make a list of everything that happened in episode four and my head spun around 360 degrees and then I just laid down. Should we get straight stuck into it? Let's get right into it. Okay, so we're talking about episodes three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and in episode three, I was like, wow, so much is happening this season. And then they were like, oh, here's episode four. It goes for 65 hours. <laughs> there's 900 people coming in and out. Uh, there's 45 dates. My mind is just blown. I know. By this season entirely. Like oh. I didn't actually, I know we've been waiting and we've been waiting, but it's really delivered much more than what I initially thought. Right? Even last season, I thought last season was good. This is on a whole nother level. We've got ex-girlfriends. We've got Australia's number one bachelor being turned into Australia's number one player. We've got people threatening to walk out every other night. Oh my God, the walkouts. I keep forgetting about how many people threatened to walk out okay where do you want to begin I actually walked out my front door just to like feel <laughs> included like I just paced my hallway and then I was like I'm back and I was like you can't leave <laughs> don't go <laughs> don't do that. okay where do you want to begin I think we need to begin with Kieran yes there's just all the dramas kind of revolving around him at the moment so I guess going back to episode three his ex-girlfriend Renee enters mm. the weird thing about this season it feels like everybody knows who's coming they just don't know when because exactly it it was like they summoned renee like yeah everybody was like renee's gonna come renee's gonna come and then even osha was like you've all been talking about renee we're gonna theme a banquet about her there's something about renee it's like the sequel to something about mary no one asked for we're all like who's renee still and that's the funniest thing i think is that Anyone who just watches these shows and isn't, like, invested in the Instagram side of things will have no idea who Renee is. No, I barely, like, she, so she came in as an intruder for Matt Agnew's season, did she? I think so. Yeah. So she hasn't actually had a huge impact on the Batchy series, but she's Kieran's ex-girlfriend. Yes. And this is where it all begins. Yeah, so... She strolls into paradise and obviously that makes waves. Also, she was walking for such a long time. Can we talk about that? Like they're, they're saying Renee's coming and she's like storming through. It's daytime. She's like, yeah, she's like, Kieran and I have a lot to discuss. And then it, you wait and you wait and you wait. And then it's nighttime and she finally enters the doors. And it's like, wow, Renee, you like walked to Fiji. Maybe she packed a lot. She had to just like go through all her things. Um, Poor Renee's walked for 24 hours to get there and confront Kieran. I know. And then she goes straight into that. That very hectic banquet, which I thought was intense, but also it must have been tough for both of them because everyone at the table got a chance to write anonymous questions about their relationship. Yeah, very, very weird. Could you imagine though, you're in paradise and your ex rocks up? I can imagine that. And I'd be like, hey, (laughs) great to meet you. (laughs) Love your pajamas. I, yeah, I just can't imagine like all like everybody sitting down and being like, what question am I going to ask about Renee and Kieran's relationship? It's like, boo, it has nothing to do with you. And to Renee's credit too, she seems like a very put together person. She seems really, really sweet. So she doesn't actually seem like the overly dramatic type. So she's come into an absolute 
shit storm basically where she's being questioned about her relationship but she's also ready for it like yeah. you can tell she's come prepared i guess to say her piece and finally confront her cheating ex yes and then it kind of evolved from there because it it wasn't all about the cheating because she kept saying to people that's just the half of it it's yeah he, you know at, at dinner kieran did a big display of apology and he I said i've that- spoken about the cheating and i owned up to it and that did not really go great i think that was a really interesting move from him i think it was very manipulative he wanted to get on the front foot he's owned up to it early i don't know like get ahead and make people think he's been really honest and he's only ever told the truth and you see it working with his um many island conquests that they keep saying kieran's the most honest person and blah 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 um i think him getting up straight away at the cocktail party was a very deliberate move He's trying to, I don't think, I wouldn't say he's trying to turn people against Renee, but he's trying to get people on his side because he knows there's more coming. Yeah. I mean, from what we saw, it didn't take very long for him to storm out of that banquet. No, it it was a second question as far as we know. Yeah. The question, what happened, or did something happen in Bali and he was off? Mm. What What happened happened in in Bali? Bali? (gasps) Jinx, we should kiss. (laughs) Okay. Be right back, everyone. (laughs) Let's take a break. I'm really glad that Renee is in paradise because she Mm. does seem very fun. And like, it was a shame that we never got to see any of her in The Bachelor. I really like her. She's a really good mix of being down to earth, kind of funny. Um, And then she's obviously involved in drama, but she's not involved in the way that's annoying, I guess, if that makes sense. Like she's obviously got something to say. She's very strong minded about it. She's not maybe as much of a pushover as I kind of thought she might be walking into this with Kieran. So let's talk about their chat because they did get some alone time. Yeah. And it was very, the whole dynamic was really interesting because um, they were away on the beach. It was dark and she kept bringing up like, I don't want to do this in front of the cameras. And she was very conscious about the TV show aspect of it. Mm. And he kept saying stuff like, I'm not doing this for the cameras. I'm not doing this for the cameras. And then she kind of led him to a well-lit See, (laughs) but then she kept saying like don't stop looking at the cameras and he's like i'm not and it was all very strange but um ultimately the big bombshell was that renee revealed that during the bachelorette kieran was still in contact with her yeah so she said that kieran was in contact with her when he was in angie's season and as we all remember he left angie's season because his grandma passed away and it was very emotional and he didn't really want to go but he had to and i mean everyone thought he could have won the whole thing Mm. had he stayed but it turns out he wasn't even really that invested in it because he was still texting renee the whole time yes and she's the one that picked him up from the airport when he came home and which is such a nice thing to do for someone oh my gosh have you ever driven around sydney airport It's the most stressful thing one time i went (laughs) i didn't even have a license (laughs) i got stuck in there once i had to like press this little buzzer i was like please let me out they're like why are you in staff parking and i was like i don't know i don't know how i got here Anyway. And then you started serving meals on a plane. You were like, what's happening? Things just rapidly got out of hand. Why am I in Bali? (laughs) What happened in Bali? What happened in Bali? (laughs) So we all know Renee's a hero for picking up Kieran from the airport. But I imagine this is also in Darwin and not in Sydney. Isn't that where he was living? I don't know. Maybe? (laughs) I could have just made that up completely. I I have no idea. Someone tell us, whoever's listening. Honestly, and like they all move around, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Um, my favorite part about this whole banquet, 
is that Elena and Jake were not present because they were off on that completely boring date. Yes, the world's most boring date. Yeah, with just like two people who could not be more uninterested in being on that date. Or on the show. Or or like Jake's back and all he can do is talk about his ex-girlfriend. I know. Elena's on a show and she's like, I hope he doesn't want to talk about feelings because I've got no feelings. Which I relate to on a very like <laughs> strong level. But also I love that she's like, oh, you know, Glenn's fine, but I'm really looking for like someone else to walk in. But then whenever anyone else walks in, she's like, eh. I wonder who she's looking for. Like, I wonder, you know, I think they all have kind of names in mind or people in mind. Yeah. I wonder who was on her list. Yeah. Interesting. find out. Let's, Elena, call us. Yeah. Let us know. Slide into the DMs. Yeah. Um, but the banquet also revealed Tim's shit-stirring antics. And you and I have spoken about this before because in The Bachelorette, Tim was always shit-stirring and he can't, it always was kind of under the radar. He would just sort of Mm -hmm. say things. He would, he would push people's buttons and then he would walk away and be like, Oh, this is getting too out of hand and could sort of dust his hands of it in the banquet setting. Everybody could see what he was doing and he was sort of rousing people up. Exactly. And I thought it was interesting. A few people were telling Brit to pull him into line and no woman ever wants to be told to pull her boyfriend into line. It's like, grow up. Yeah. What about if this adult man just like control of your own actions and yourself? Yeah. It's not like a woman's job to pull their boyfriend into line, like dump him. It was also really strange because he was almost immediately sorry about it and then just like continued to rile people up. It's like he couldn't help himself. And I think he made a comment like that. He felt bad about it afterwards. Britt did end up pulling him up on being an instigator. But I don't know. It's like something just takes over him and he can't stop. Yeah, it was really strange because like even after he had kind of created a lot of drama, then he was sitting there and he's like, this is too much for me. And it's like, (laughs) well. (laughs) Sorry? Yeah, so then why do it? Like. He's like, oh, this this is so dramatic. And it's like, yeah, because you've just been like harassing everyone at the table. (laughs) Like literally pushing every single person's buttons. If you make Glenn snap and tell you to shut the F up, like you've pretty much. When Glenn said that, just made my heart flutter. I know. I'm. We'll talk more about Glenn later too, but I'm fully on team Glenn now. I understand it. I didn't understand it last week. I was like, why is everyone talking about him being husband material? He doesn't say anything. But when he talks, it's got me converted. (laughs) I'm at the Church of Glenn. <laughs> I'm a priest there. <laughs> so, okay, so then after the yeah after the banquet, everyone's digesting their food, um, except for Kieran's decided that he's not going to stay in paradise. He's no, going to let Renee off. be in paradise, so he's leaving. So noble. So good of him. And that lasts for four minutes. Yeah. He says, I'm leaving. And then Jess says, why don't you just sleep on it? And he's like, you're right, I'm going to stick around. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, actually, you make a good point. Yeah, yeah, I better. yeah. And she's like, oh, no, no, I just said sleep on it. And he's like, you're right, I'm staying. <laughs> um, but then after everybody called him out f- accurately for everything that he did, Tim was like, I've got to go. I've got to leave as well. Yeah. And so he threatens to go and he was just kind of like, oh, I've caused too much drama. I need to go. That sends Jamie into an absolute tailspin. I know. This was hard to watch. This was the most dramatic breakup I've ever seen on one of these shows. He was so upset. I was really, I was really sad. It was really sad. Like he just lost it. He was crying. Jamie's crying. He's, He's like pushing Tim. He's like, you can't go. You can't do this to me. And then Jamie goes to see Brit and he's like, Tim's leaving. Tim, Tim's packing up. 
you have to like convince him to stay for me. And she's like, or I'll do it for me. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Brit surrounded by these two absolute man babies. Like <laughs> someone give the girl another cocktail. I know. And then as Brit and Tim are kind of having a conversation in her hut. This, I felt so bad for laughing so hard at this, but so Tim's gone to Brit's room, right? And Tim and Jamie are roomies. And Jamie goes to go, <laughs> Jamie goes to find Tim and sees he's not in his room. So he just flips and packs his stuff and starts the trek I think it's out so of paradise. <laughs> and then everybody's just sitting around the bar and they're like talking to the producers. They're like, oh, by the way, Jamie's like f- on foot leaving paradise. And they're like, okay. And they're like, so somebody should chase him down because he's just walking like to the airport. I felt so bad for and the producer. Him. I think they thought that they were joking. I know they like. I mean, I don't think Jake's ever told a joke in his life, so that's crazy <laughs> to me. Very true. They were like, "Good one." He's like, "No, no, I don't know. I'm not programmed to have a sense of humor." But like the, <laughs> I felt so bad. And then a producer has to be like, "Jamie, you've misunderstood. Tim was just in another room. Please come back." And then he's like, "Well, now I'm embarrassed to go back." I, I know. Like, and take his whole suitcase. Back down the two-kilometer trail, back to paradise. Poor guy. So we had three people threatened to leave. No one left. Until episode four. Yes. Which is just a whole nother mess. So (laughs) I'm going to take a really big sip of water uh, and um, just, like, get prepared for this because episode four was psychotic. Like, I I started making notes about what happened and then I was just like, this episode is insane. I've, I've just written that down. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Why don't we take a break here and we'll do some light stretching and we'll get ready to talk about the monolith that is episode four. Hey, Husey here. You can't get enough of Husey. We have a problem. Channel 10's hit show. Well, now there's more to get. We've got a podcast. Find it at your favorite podcast app. And we're back. Okay, so episode four, obviously it kicks off with all the leaving. And I thought, great, we've got all the crazy out of our system. Yeah. And then it just kept going. It just kept ramping up. So I think once everybody had kind of settled down, they were all, you know, wondering what was going to happen next. And I think they were all assuming more guys were going to come in. But surprise, surprise, it was a... It was a familiar face. Old um, Alicia. Yeah, She's Alicia's not old, back. But... <laughs> we have a drag her. Yeah, wow. Yeah, grandma Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> you come on a show three times and all of a sudden you're ancient. <laughs> Just the clicks of her Zimmer frame hitting the, the beach. No, Alicia walks in, which I was really happy about because I love Alicia. I think her yes. time in Paradise last year was great to watch. It and- was. She had a good redemption story. She thought she found a love story and she did get a bit screwed over. So she's back for Paradise. I think she deserves to be back. I, there's some people I do judge for coming back a second time for Paradise. Like Jake, when you, Jake. Yeah, like, I mean, he cannot stop talking about his ex-girlfriend. I know. Like, Bless you're not me. meant to be here, dude. Um, But Alicia, I'm all for because I'm like, she got ripped off last time. I also think she, like, she just dives into this experience. Like, she's there to actually, like, do Paradise. She's not going to just sort of hang around the pool god bless her like elena like just waiting for something but she's just gonna go around and like yes. see who's there yeah we need her commentary absolutely we yeah we need her like retelling the drama back to us in a way we can understand it too so 
Yeah, she's good value. She's yeah. great value. And she walks in, first person she makes eye contact with, Glenn. Glenn. She immediately signs up to the Church of Glenn. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, sister. <laughs> and I mean, I still wasn't in the church yet, but I was just kind of like, oh, here we go. I was like, now Alicia's obsessed with Glenn too, along with like everyone else. A woman of good taste. Yeah. And I was just kind of sitting there and I was like, okay, fair enough. But All she was right. immediately whisked away to meet the three clear skins. Oh my gosh. And... It took me a really long time to figure out why they're called clear skins because I had only heard of the wine. And I was like, why would you call people that? I know. Well, I kept accidentally calling them skinheads no. in all my notes. <laughs> but so it's supposed to be, is it supposed to be because like th- that's a thing where it's like if you don't have a criminal record, you're a clear skin? They just something don't have like as that. many tattoos as Kieran and Tim. So they were like, oh, something different. <laughs> But it's just three randoms that have never been part of the Bachelor franchise. Never. And I have a bone to pick here because I don't remember being called up to be a clean skin girl coming in to I date would... these guys. I don't remember us getting a call to go into paradise. Yeah, imagine if I got a call and I was like, surprise, who, Glenn, want to go on a date? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I At better leave. At least you give each other friendship roses. Yeah. Well, we could. We could stay for the whole time. Yeah. And come out with the ultimate love story. Or, you know. Except, like, I probably Just would drink sunburn. too much one night and I would pack my bags and start, like, <laughs> lugging my suitcase up the driveway. <laughs> Let me go. I'm in your suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave me. You can't leave me like this. I okay. love the twist of the clear skins. Clear? Clear? Clean. Clear, clean skins? Clean skins. See, I, it's not a good it's Let's not just a call them the skin randoms. <laughs> not skinheads. We'll just call them the randoms. Because their names are Connor, something else, and Tim. And Tim. And, yeah, the, I couldn't and the worst thing either. is, yeah, because I called them tall, built, and moustache. And moustache, it like it, it gives him like brackets, and it's like his nickname is Gilly, and it's never explained. He never says it. They just put it in brackets I don't next think to he his says name. Anything. I call them white man number one, white man number two, and white man number three. That also story checks out. But then one of them has a moustache. Mm. You could push any one of them towards me and say, this is Connor and I'd believe you. Imagine if I went into paradise and I was like, yeah, my name's Matt, but actually my nickname is um, Hinkle Ponkle. And like, <laughs> and then everybody just called me that, but like nobody mentioned it and it was never introduced. And everyone was just like, Hinkle Ponkle, will you accept this rose? And I'm like, <laughs> like bouncing around and I'm like, yes. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> Explain this. That's what I feel like every time they say Gilly, I'm like, who's that and why? Does he have gills? Maybe he does. Under the moustache? Yeah. Weird place for gills. Let's get him on the podcast and find out. That's literally all I want to do. I want to say, like, why are you called Gilly? You're like, I'm Hinkle Bonkle. Hi. <laughs> hi. You're listening to Cocktails and Roses with Hinkle Bonkle and Tiles. <laughs> and then it's like, ding, like circus music in the background. I'm constantly riding a unicycle. Just for view- listeners at home, I'm constantly riding a unicycle. He is. Yeah. Like, already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Burning a hole through these bike shorts. <laughs> Gross. Where um, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, uh, okay, the clean skins. <laughs> yeah, the randoms. Gilly. Gilly. Yeah, I. They weren't the most thrilling. I mean, like that third guy that ends up, Tim. Like Tim. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The thing is, Alicia goes on a date with the three clean skins. That's what we need to talk about. Oh yeah. But she's horny for Glenn the whole time. And it's not even a date. It's just kind of like a meet and greet where she's like, you're not from the show. Great to meet you. And then they're like, um, I've got a business and um, I really I mean, love family. Estate, yeah. um, oh, I um, grew up in um, WA. And it's like, 
<laughs> and then she's like, oh, I was thinking about Glenn the whole time. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about doing laundry the whole time. You were like, well, no, you were thinking about Gilly the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, I was. I was What's like, his? I was why like, is that his nickname? I was like, go back, go back. What are these brackets? <laughs> that is lazy storytelling. I, I don't know. I, I, I need to know more. But then also, like, he's not going to stick around. Who's talking to him? I can't even, like, tell you what he looks like. He's got a moustache. <laughs> There's science behind this. Mm. Come on. So Alicia goes on a meet and greet with these three men and it is very dull. Extremely dull. But the whole time she's kind of thinking about Glenn. So she's got little like, if she was an emoji, it should be like the love heart eyes one. Yeah. And she even, the editing even has her like with a little bubble, like, and the romantic music. I feel like. And Glenn's face. It's more fun. Like, this season is, like, not taking anything too seriously. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun. Also, kind of stop it, though. Like, we need some material to work with Kapunky without, like, you guys trying to rip off our formula. I was like, okay, guys, like, tone it down. Like, (laughs) we're the ones that shouldn't be taking this seriously. Yeah, (laughs) Give us some jokes, please. Um, And then she brings them back into paradise. And then everyone's like, wow, what? And then my favorite thing is when Litany, after, you know, her couple of cocktails just launches straight up to one of them and goes what show are you from i love it so much i just wish one of them was like oh farmer wants a wife (laughs) just to see like the reaction but i also find it so funny because i think with reality stars now in australia they obviously get noticed and they get attention so when they have these three randoms come in and they find out they're not from a show you can see the interest in some of them just drop yeah it's gone they're like i don't want to get to know this person then like, and they're not from season two of yeah, Georgia Love or Sam like, Frost or something like that. Imagine if they were just, like, randoms that left on the first episode of Sam Frost season and they got brought back. Why would that make them any yeah. less of a random than these three random men from the street? But you can just see a lot of them are baffled by the fact that these strangers have come in, which is fair enough because it's never been done before. But they're also like, well, you haven't been on a show, so, like, I, why I, are you here? I do love it. I think it's an interesting idea i wish like tim and gilly had personality yeah. <laughs> um so then uh, obviously the women have the power this episode so we mm-hmm. need a few more men and lo and behold alex quite literally oh. swims into this season i screamed when i saw this happening because i just i was not expecting it at first, I honestly thought it was Wes. Do you remember how everyone oh called Wes Aquaman? God. And I was like, they're giving Wes a third chance and they're really leaning into the Aquaman thing. They've but just realized he's never going to say anything. So they're like, just swim just in and stay make in an the impression. Water. <laughs> but then it was Alex, which I was very happy because he he was in the, wasn't he in the final four of Angie's season? You no, know, he made the top six. So he didn't make hometowns. Because hometowns was Jackson. Oh, you're right. Sorry, he made it Who to. I think it was top five because he was in that. Top five. He was in that little dinner party because he was the one that asked Ryan Ryan the question about auditioning for yes. other seasons. Yes, it was very sneaky. It was kind of Alex is interesting because we've never seen someone go so far and say so little and have such little screen time. Yeah. So he swims into paradise and everyone's He's already made his mark already. I mean, everyone was so happy to see him because he, he obviously made a lot of friends in the bachelorette mansion because he was there for so long mm. and wasn't doing much. Yeah. Well, exactly. So all the guys were really excited. And also I think a lot of the women were excited to see, see him as well. Really excited. And I was too surprisingly because I didn't, I thought he was good looking in the bachelorette mansion. Sure. 
but he's someone that suits paradise. Like he needs to be shirtless and swimming and coming out of the ocean, like waving his hair around. In slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. He's extra hot in paradise. I did think it was absolutely bonkers to have him swim in because it was like, it's not a short swim. No, he was so, swimming for so long. He was and he's like so long. swishing his hair around. And the whole time I was just like, pull Kayla, pull Kayla. With <laughs> <laughs> the sim emoji, like she's swimming with him. Bring her back. Where is she? Meanwhile, while everybody's having a really great time, Grandpa Jake, bless his heart, oh is just gosh. doing a tour of the bar, just talking about how the first time he was in paradise, he fell in love and he and Megan love each other so much and he really misses her. And then he starts having a go at everyone for wasting people's time and giving out friendship roses. And it was like, well, as we've seen a couple of hours earlier, you can just walk out. You can. (laughs) Pack your bags and go up that trail. Yeah. But the funniest bit to me was when he was telling someone and he's going on the, like, I miss Megan rant and blah, blah, blah. And then... I can't remember which girl it was, but she got up and left. He's like, yeah, we'll continue this conversation later. <laughs> yes, yes. He was like, oh, we'll pick, we'll pick this back up. It's like, don't. And also he had just had it with like every single other person. No, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I get heartbreak is hard to get over. And I it's think. obviously a very nostalgic environment for him. For sure. I mean, but all those memories of being sunburnt and, you know. Yeah. Screwing over flow. <laughs> Must have <laughs> yeah. rushed back to him. <laughs> oh, memories. In yeah. The old days. He was like, ah, my true love story started right here when I <laughs> pushed one woman aside for another. And then he was really upset about the whole idea of friendship roses, which is a phrase that I never need to hear again in my life. No. Don't take a shot every time they say friendship rose on this show. You'll I learned the die. hard way. <laughs> You're a ghost now. I am a ghost. Oh. Ghost of Paradise. Oh, that would be a good show. Oh. <laughs> I don't know the concept yet, but I'm imagining like Jennifer Love Hewitt from that Ghost Whisperer show. And she's just like trying to date people that have died on that island. Oh, whose hearts were broken or something. Like oh. the ghost. Yeah, anyway. Oh, Leave I it get with it. me. Okay, yeah. Leave it with me. We'll come back to it. Call us Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was Alicia that Jake was talking to because he's like, oh, Megan, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, how hot is Glenn though? <laughs> I know, I know that I loved it. Like everybody else was just being so polite and sitting there. And then he was like, yeah, I really miss, really miss Megan. It's really hard. And she was like, you know who I miss? Glenn. And he's standing like a meter away. <laughs> yes. I love it. I love Alicia. And I'm they so glad finally get there. to have a one-on-one chat though, which is, and she called him Greg. Which was very funny. <laughs> it was so funny. I felt so bad for Poor her. Greg. I mean, but he was also like, he's, we have to mention the feelings are totally on his side as well. So he's like, you can call me whatever you want to call me. <laughs> yeah, they really seem to hit it off. And he just, he was like, okay, well, things are pretty lukewarm with Elena. So I'm going to in- see what's going on with Alicia. Yeah. And they got the chance to go on a date. But we have to talk about the biggest twist in this season so far, gastro. <laughs> I know. We are seeing so many sick people. Party Brittany, poor Litney, she... She finally gets a date. Connor gets a date card and he asks Brittany to go on a date. And she, as she's getting ready for it, spews her guts up. Do you know what was also really funny to me is that the medic says to Brittany something like, because gastro is really contagious, you're going to have to go into quarantine or whatever. And I was like, 
It's no big deal. <laughs> I know. I was like, wow, this show is so ahead of the game. I know. I feel like if, like, if, you know, the world hadn't collapsed, I would have been like, oh my God, she's in quarantine. Like, that's so hectic. And I'm pretty sure she sat there and she's like, I'm sitting in isolation. Yep. I was like, bitch, same. Yep. I was like, so? Stop complaining. <laughs> it's not that hard. <laughs> and you're in a beautiful Fiji. I'm stuck to the lounge. I actually can't move anymore. <laughs> Maybe my bed sores have bed sores. <laughs> so unfortunately... The, the the gods of paradise smite her chance at a date. But Alicia and Glenn sneak in there and just had a very nice time greasing each other up and then lying under a banana leaf. Yeah, what a date. What a date. My thing about this is that they were really hitting it off and it was really cute. And then Alicia like was signposting, oh, is this just physical? Like, is there a deeper thing? And I was like, shut up. I don't want any complications here. No. I need to invest in a love story. I really like you guys. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it. Just like, Alicia, chill out. You've just been with him for half an hour. You can find out. Give it a bit of time. Give it some time. It's been a day. And it's not like Jules ever got that deep, clearly. He thought they were friends who kissed. So like... <laughs> <laughs> that exists. <laughs> right, Which I mean, I kind of, yeah, I he has a point. <laughs> uh, no in paradise. That's not the point. Yeah, no friendship roses, no friends who kiss. That date was fine. I just felt really uncomfortable for the poor people that were like gonna wrap them up in the banana leaf and just had to watch them like, just like make out, oil each other up and then make out. Yeah. When they did get their one-on-one time later, when they removed themselves from the banana leaf, this is where I joined the church of Glenn because he's just so sweet and... I don't know, the way he looked at Alicia, I was just like, I want someone to look at me like that. He is, he's really sweet and he just seems like he's genuinely there for good reasons and so is she. And yeah. I was just sort of like, it, it was just nice to have a, a bit of a refresher from all the crazy and all the drama just to see two people that were actually like trying to make a connection. Exactly. And also make a baby under a banana leaf. Yeah. And I mean, what a way to tell your kid when yeah. they were conceived. So it was time for the rose ceremony. The women had the power, which is my favorite week. Um, my favorite part just before we go into this is Kieran was like, there's a possibility two of us are going to go home tonight. And Naranga was like, it's not a possibility, bro. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to happen. That's just how the show works. <laughs> Naranga hates Kieran. Do you think? Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Uh, so rose ceremony, obviously um, there's a lot of tension because Jake is just, he really, he's really mad at those friendship roses. <laughs> oh boy, he's really upset he's about storming it. storming around paradise. He's stomping like around. Screaming about friendship roses. Everyone's like, who are you? I know. And it's like, well, do you have any romantic connections here, Jake? And he's like, oh, friendship roses. <laughs> like, didn't he get one last week? Yeah, 100%. So it's like, oh, but it, it was fine then, but now it's like, it's a problem. So he... The the kind of catalyst for him being really upset was like Naranga and Cass. Like Cass is obviously not interested in Naranga, but she's going to give him a rose. Yes. And Jake was like, mm, this is not on. And it's like, well, if she doesn't have any other options, why wouldn't she just keep a mate? Also, I think there's something to be said that they're still in the early days. Like, of course, they're not going to walk off the island in week one because they haven't met someone yet. Yeah. You want to give it at least like, I don't know. I don't know how long they're there for, but like a couple weeks, maybe not a couple weeks, but you want to give it at least a week or more to see who else enters or swims into paradise. You just never know. Exactly. I also think who's going to catch the next wave. Surf's up. Channel 10, call me. I would love to see you swim into paradise. Oh my God. I told someone the other day, I was like, if I was on a reality show, I couldn't go on because I would get just like the straight bitch face edit. 
like nothing even if i thought i was being funny or being nice it would just i'd be like vanessa sunshine they just yeah cut together you like scowling at people yeah yeah it's arresting bitch face then it's whatever anyway anyway this rose ceremony isn't about me (laughs) isn't it (laughs) weirdly so jake um interrupts midway through and he, he says you know he's really upset about how people aren't taking the process seriously and when he was there he found love and who all did that. he find love with do you with know Flo, i mean megan <laughs> was one of the blonde ones i just remember season one being it was really difficult to invest in his love story because of all the kind of like shenanigans stuff yeah and he was the one that had like connections on the outside and had already explored some of them and came in and he was a bit of like Bit of a player. Yeah. Kind of like kind of like if Kieran was turned down several notches. Yeah. And yeah, wasn't as kind of charming and (laughs) you know, a bit more vanilla. So he makes the um big announcement that he's gonna leave because he's still in love with Megan. Yes. But do you know, I kind of find this interesting too that he puts it all out there. I was like, you were obviously trying to claw your way back in because he wants Megan to see that. But also, don't you think it's crazy that like months have gone by? Well, that's the thing. Did he like text her and say, like, you've gotta believe me, this is what I did? Yeah, are they back together? Who knows? This is what I'm wondering. Like, and if they are back together, when did it happen? Did it happen mm. in November, December? Or, <laughs> or is he waiting for it to go to air and then he's going to text her and be like, hey. Did you happen to see that? And she's like, oh, I don't watch that show anymore. Yeah, she's like, oh, sorry, I was out. Oh. Yeah. I was like, Jake, okay, like, you're not in a rom-com. Like, sit down. I think, I <laughs> think he, yeah, I think leave, he felt leave. like he was making like a really good point. And I was like, eh. Yeah, fine. Yeah. And then he left and I was like, mm, that makes sense. That was, that was a speech. Yeah. And then also poor third guy left yeah here's my thing okay i know that we've said that they're dull he was the one that i was very keen to see shirtless and we didn't okay do you want to see what my note said i said goodbye to dot 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 this guy and then in brackets screenshot (laughs) sorry guys i took a screenshot of him oh my god his nickname was screenshot. screenshot yeah i must have taken a screenshot of him farewell screenshot i like to leave myself handy notes for when i go back to recap you know that is really useful Mm. that one yeah Farewell to so this guy. So we didn't get to know too much about Screenshot. He was he was the one that was like, oh, I grew up on a farm and then I moved to like WA, blah, blah, blah. Um, which like he seemed <laughs> nice. I don't know. I just I just really wanted to see what the rig was like. Straight out of paradise. What if Screenshot's the next Bachelor? Well, bachelor true. 2021. Okay, bring back Screenshot. Please bring back Screenshot. If you're listening to this, Mr. Warner Bro. or Mr. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're good friends. (laughs) The only other interesting thing that happened in this rose ceremony um, was what happened with Litany. Because obviously Mm. the ongoing saga between her and Just Friends Jamie was really playing on her mind. She had already promised him a rose, Mm -hmm. a friendship rose. Uh, But the, the invite for a date that never was from Connor kind of, I think, sparked something in her brain where she was like, well, maybe I should give my rose to him. Yes, and I think Alicia's been really good for Brittany to talk in some sense into her about this Jamie situation um, because he keeps friend zoning her, but she and then giving her kind of mixed messages. Um, so she does tell Jamie, well, she does tell Connor that he won't get her rose, and she does tell Jamie that he will get it. But at the rose ceremony, something seems to change, and she's like, Oh no, I'm going to give it to Connor. Like, I need to explore this connection instead 
have been maybe held back by Jamie. But then, then, oh my God, how good was that? How good was that? I did not see that coming. No. Out of nowhere, Mary just sort of steps in and gives her rose to Connor. And I was like, you go girl. Yeah. But I don't even think it was like Mary. Well, obviously Mary didn't know what Brittany was going to do. I think everyone thought Brittany was giving her rose to Jamie. Because she said it. She literally sat Connor down and said, you will not be getting my rose tonight, which I thought was heartbreaking. But it also was just like a clear juxtaposition between how some of these men operate and then how like other people operate because like you know jamie tries to be really straightforward and tell people what's going Mm. on but then other people are just like hi you won't be getting my rose i hope that's okay and then they just go on about their lives yeah it's not like these long drawn out things jamie's trying to give a pedal to everyone still like here you go (laughs) does this count i just want you to stay on friend island (laughs) i'd watch that show yeah (laughs) just keep them there but it does feel like she kind of missed her chance there because of gastro well, Brittany just has some really terrible luck because she finally realized, like, like, okay, no, I need to say bye to Jamie. Connor will get my rose. Mary steps in. So Brittany's up last, has to give Jamie her rose because it's between him and Screenshot. I would have given my rose to Screenshot. <laughs> I would have. And so Brittany's just kind of in this awkward position now. She does have the worst luck. Yeah, and she should have been going on a date with Connor and they could have formed a connection, but she got gastro. Mm. Poor Brittany. Poor Brittany. She deserves better. She does, 100%. All right, before we wrap this up and take a well-deserved sleep after the marathon of episode four, uh, who would you be giving your rose to? My rose is going to go to Alex for looking really good without a shirt on and just doing the most with his hair. Mm. Who are you giving your rose to? I'm going to give my rose to... um, Megan, uh, Jake's ex, <laughs> because I think <laughs> I think the poor girl didn't even get like on the show, but she was a major character in the first couple of episodes. I know. Uh, so yeah, it it is a friendship rose though. Okay, mine's not a friendship rose. Okay, I just want to clarify that. <laughs> oh, Tiles, thank you so much for recapping this episode with me i need years of therapy after it i know i can't wait to close my eyes and just pretend none of it ever happened (laughs) and thank you guys so much for listening and remember if you ever want to catch up on bachelor in paradise full episodes are on 10play.com.au or you can always tune in and watch with us and we will be back next week for more recapping more chats more drama so much more drama i can't wait Ugh. Don't you think it's funny how everybody always says, I don't want any drama right before they do something dramatic? Yeah. You do it all the time. <laughs> no, I don't. And I don't want any drama, but like I will glass you. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I got a unicycle out of here. <laughs> You've been listening to Hink and Punkle and <laughs> I forgot my own Punkle name. And friends. And if you want a shorter recap than what we just gave you, go to Punky and get it in a two-minute video.